Hey, look. I know who we with today, and I know where he from. So I definitely had to put on one of the best ever. Guru, game star, massive peel, baby. Welcome to another episode of Live at the Family Barbecue. It's your boy, a Walter Sultan and Imani Shani. Hello. And we are glad to have all of you listening today. We're here with a special guest, uh, a positive brother. Yeah. Good brother. <laughs> yeah. Met, met him on the elevator in the building, instantly connected. You know, black men, wow. hey, we got to talk to each other. Show love when we see each other, and you never know what could come from it, man. So I'm honored. Facts. Hey, look, I'm honored to meet the man himself. Fred, welcome to the show. What's happening? Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And if I could start it off real quick. Do your thing. That moment in the elevator, I'm not, I'm going to start it off like this. I almost manifested this whole moment because here's what was happening. Talk to me. On the moment. I got out of my apartment. I was texting some of my, some of my business partners and we, I was telling like, yeah, podcast, like we got to get the word out. Whoop de whoop, and I was wearing I was wearing a Flourish Factory hat, yep. and, like, and we were talking about like I got I got to send you more hats, and we got to do all these things. Yeah, I'm I'm really in the moment of like yeah, we just got to figure all these things out, and it was late, yeah, it was like it was. In the evening, <laughs> so I'm actually wow. about to go to the office, wow, to, like to do a little night shift. So I'm walking, and I get into the elevator, and I see you, yeah, and I'm like we don't say nothing to each other. I don't say nothing because I'm so in my, and you was just like y'all like that hat, that's it, and it broke like my whole like. So you do? All right, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, I'm trying to do it. You go, you go on the cell. I damn near almost gave him the head off my head. Wow. You know what I mean? And I was just yeah. like, I was like, nah, I'll get you on. I'll switch your information. And it wasn't until this morning that I was laughing about that. Mm. I was like, because we, we had another meeting and we were talking about it. And I was like, I'm actually about to do a podcast. Yeah. And it hit me and it was like, yeah, from, so black men talk to each other because you never know. The thing yeah. you're looking for you may be know. right there. Well, you know what I mean? Too. So hey, let's talk. Show, show love, admiration. If you think somebody wearing some fly shit, tell them. Yeah, if you real. like their show, their shoes, mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. They cologne, they perfume, whatever it is. So That's yeah, that, but it's a it's an honor to have you here. I man. love that. I love that you started it off with that because I didn't know that. I was I was about to ask how y'all know each other. I'm like y'all work together. Like how <laughs> yeah. y'all know each other? Big random man. But uh, my wow. man is the founder and creative mind behind the Flourish Factory. Sir, but. There's so many other levels to you. I'm glad you sent me that bio too, man, because we got a lot in common. But I want you to just just say how we got to this point. This is how we always started off. Like, how did Fred get from the crib to right here? For sure, for sure. So originally the crib is Lynn, Massachusetts. Shout out to my people, Lynn, Mass, is watching this. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, and I was born and raised there, Haitian parents. You know what I mean? Shout out to my Zoes out there. Yeah. And um, so I was there, grew up there, and um, I think after college, I had come back and worked in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? My, I'm my, at my home church. They gave me an opportunity to run an after-school program in nice. the city. And so I was able to, like, really, like, put all my entrepreneurial juices into that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I had a full reading program with the kids. We opened up another site, and then I was able to, like, grow it out. And then <clears throat> I got it to a point where I was like, is this what I want to do? You know what I mean? But I yeah. still want, I still had a little bit of a hustle in me. I still had a little bit of entrepreneurship. Yeah. And so I tried to go to, like, uh, essentially I went to, like, I went to BU for, like, this graduate program. And then I learned about, like, um, tech 
And I was like, okay, I started, I started listening to podcasts about tech and people yeah. making money and Mark Zuckerberg and everyone. And I was like, that's what I want to do. Right. I need to go. You know, right. I want to go do it. You know what I mean? It was like, in my mind, I wanted to be Mark Zuckerberg, Diddy, and Jay-Z. I was like, All in one. Yeah. I was like, that's who I am. I'm doing it. Yeah. You know? And so we, I started a brand called For the Culture. This was my first company. I started with my sister, my cousin, and my families. And it was around 2016. Yeah. Y'all family? That's my sister. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> we got know, who's the oldest? Who's the older one? Me. Yes. You are? Dang. Okay, 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 oh. okay, 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 okay. Now that makes sense because she coming, she just, she's just becoming right at you. And that's how I look at She's just coming right to your neck. Hey, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how right. it is. That's what, with my little sister. So yeah. we was doing it and it was called For the Culture. And this was around 2016, right? Where mm. Trump is talking crazy. Yeah. Mm. He's talking greasy. Like, at a point where we've never seen anyone talk this greasy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it was like, we need a voice, yeah. you know? And so we started having people sending blogs and then like Instagram was new. This is like Instagram is really popping off, but like people weren't going like viral. There was no yeah. such thing as a real influencer at this time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we started a page and we started putting out news and like our friends was writing blogs and it became a thing. Mm. I was like, I'm there. I'm, I'm about to be Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. I was like there, right? So I, we had a brand and then we were selling t-shirts that said for the culture and people were wearing them in the city and it was live. And I was like, I got to scale this. So like you know, I was a little dramatic, and I was like, All right, "Cool, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Silicon Valley, right? Mm. And like learn how to build this out." Mm. So boom, I quit all my stuff. I had a couple boys in, in um that were there, and there they go. were Oakland. So I said, "Bet." I sold everything. I moved to Oakland, mm. and I tried to get the brand up. Long story short, I really didn't understand enough yeah. on how to scale. You know, I mean, at the same time, you had to get advertisement dollars, and I didn't want to like I didn't want to go that route because I wanted the brand to be pure, and sure. I wanted it to be for us, right? Mm. You know. Um, and so through that process, I learned a lot, but then I, then I ended up in the Bay, yeah. you know what I mean? Shout out to Oakland, shout out to the town, because yes. when I got there, it was just like, yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. this is where I need to be. And then shout out to the homies that like were already in the Bay with me, so they, so they really received me. Yeah. I slept on a couch for a little bit. I was mm -hmm. looking for a job. I was trying to figure it out. I was yeah. like downtown San Francisco backpack, just trying to like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? We I, all go through that. Like yeah, applying on it. jobs, like a hundred apply, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just really trying to figure it out. Worked at a couple startups. Then I got this. Um, I went to go have. Um, actually, went to go have drinks with the old college friend of mine, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I was like, "Yo, I'm looking for a job right now with the whoop." And he was like, "I'll get, yeah, man, it'll work out." Yeah, I was like, "No, I." It needs to work out, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? And then at that time, I had ran out of money for the company, so we was kind of folding that. So yeah. it was just like I was in a weird space. It was kind of like. I was, it wasn't that I was stuck in the Bay, but it was just like I had came to the Bay to do something and that thing kind of was like kind of folding mm -hmm. and I didn't have enough energy to push it. You know, yeah, and I think yeah. that like as entrepreneurs, sometimes when you want to build something and you have to realize that you got to put that to sleep a little bit, yeah. you know, it hurts. And at the same time, when you're trying to do something because you want to pay the bills. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I got lucky facts. that a um, couple, couple weeks later, he forwarded me an email. It was a recruiter and they were like, yo, Whoop de whoop, there's a job that, like, there's a, there's a recruiting job that you can go for, a technical mm -hmm. recruiting job at a company called Asana. Okay. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And Asana is actually, um, the founders of Asana are actually, um, one of them is Dustin Moshevitz, who is, like, um, Mark Zuckerberg's roommate. Right. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he started a work management company, and I was already using that to, like, work with my team back home. Yeah. So I said, yeah, I, I know the product, I know the company, let, let me pull up. Mm -hmm. You know, I went in. Interview on Friday. They call me back on Monday. Like, yo, we love you. I said, bet. We go. 
Super great opportunity. The whole thing changed my life. You know what I mean? I got the mm -hmm. opportunity to work at one of the best startups, um, one of the best places to work in the Bay Area, wow. five years in a row. You know what I mean? Um, when I got there, we were 400 employees, and then um, I was part of the team to help us grow. So now we're a little under 2,000 employees. Mm -hmm. So we did that in like three years. I helped scale like a web engineering department, an enterprise technology department. And then at the same time, I just recently just did an enterprise sales team. Mm -hmm. So it was like I really got to be in the in the beast. Yeah. I got to see like tech move. I got to see yeah. like how people like actually scale companies and their thought processes. Mm -hmm. And so I got to be in there and really look at it and it was just like oh life changing experience. Yeah. Wow. Um and then what happened was that at the same time, I guess, like, I still had a taste for entrepreneurship. I'm still, like, trying to hustle at the same time. I'm still on the side selling T-shirts. Yeah. I'm still on the side, like, helping my boys trying to start their own little brands. And then what I've seen is that, like, um, all of a sudden, there was a rise in us. Yeah. Us, right? We started making all these brands. Mm -hmm. I started seeing everyone, like, coming up with their own stuff. And from my experience at the Flourish Factory, I was like, yeah. Hell yeah, we should be doing this. I like right. the. I will always say, like, we, there's like a lot of memes that come out that say a black business doesn't mean you sell a hoodie for fifty dollars, right? Right. <laughs> I say yes, it does. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm all with that. I come. Mm -hmm. I was straight t-shirt in the right. in the trunk. That's how I was doing it, and right. I and I love when people do that. And when you go to places like Lamar, when you go to like mm -hmm. when you go to Oakland, right? When you go to the lake, like everyone's selling stuff. Mm -hmm. right? And so it hit me. It said like, yo, who's really doing it for us? Right? There's Etsy. But who's really, like, building something for us? Mm -hmm. right? So we can really scale our businesses and make a little bit of money. Right. You know? And so for the last year and a half, I've been studying it. I've been trying to grow it. I've been like, okay, like, yeah. does this make sense? Mm. Right? Like, are we growing? As you can see, there's been successful, like, black marketplaces, live marketplaces in L.A. right now. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, cool. You know? So, like, a lot of what the Flourish Factory is is trying to grow something within that vein of, like, our own marketplace on a, on a, on a greater scale, but also curating it, right? Because now mm -hmm. we have everyone that started all these different businesses, right. and it's like, okay, like, who's the best one? Right. Like, right, what's quality? You know what I mean? So we want to come in. It's funny. I've been telling people, I want to be like the DJ Khaled at Etsy. Right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I want to pick out the best ones right. and give you like the best products and to be able to, to show you that. But leaning back on my tech background, how to build you a good platform so you can find it so the user experience is dope. Mm -hmm. You know, I just want to bring that level of it. So yeah. that's how we got here, how we got to L.A. Um, you know, it's a long story. COVID, love and life. You know yeah, what I mean? So it's good. Yeah, that's how we got here, too. <laughs> no, real talk. So... You, you touched on something that's interesting to me because, uh, you know, us being from the Bay, too, we got a lot of friends, like, in tech, and we always hear about how those black spaces, like, it's hard to find blacks in tech and how hard it is when you're actually in those rooms. What did you learn from that experience, you know, outside of just seeing how they built them up and, and what it takes? Like, what are some of the most important things you think you took from that experience and brought over into yours? Um... I think that we I think one of the biggest things I'll say is that like we can do it. Yeah. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. A lot of what they had was access and access to capital. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. when you got the money, you can make a mistake. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right? When you got the bag, you can mess up, right? Like, it, what they say, they don't mess up. It's called A-B testing. Right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They'd be like, oh, I'm A-B testing. I'm like, you just messed up a lot. All right. But it's like, you know what I mean? But it's like the whole thought process is you got to mess up a lot to find that one good one. Yeah. That mm. one good way to make things happen. So yeah. I think that, like, uh, we can do it. We just haven't had the access. Yeah. And the access to capital yeah. so mm -hmm. that we can make those mistakes, right? Yeah. And the other thing is that, like, I think that we have to get past to a point of, like, um... 
you know, you got to keep things lean. You mm-hmm. have, actually, you can't skip steps in a certain way, right? So it's like you have to do things at a very basic level mm-hmm. and then build from there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of us have visionaries and we like, we about to have the, the biggest company and the biggest things. And it's just like, you got to like start it from a very small level and it increase it at times and figure out what works. Yeah. You know, so yeah. So yeah. Like, you know, like, that's a perfect segue because you, uh, I was reading your bio, you talked and you broke down micro businesses talk to us about that especially in 2020 because i thought that was like you you gave me numbers that i didn't even know existed yeah yeah so 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 in the last years the last two years i've been kind of sitting back and doing the research on this and when we talk about micro businesses that's what i'm talking about right like mm-hmm. when you go to like a place like um like a black on the block right or when you go to like lamer like you see people that are like these are businesses that just have one or two employees right mm-hmm. you got your GoDaddy account you got your website on shopify and you got your instagram account mm-hmm. we all got homegirls and, and homies that like yeah. have little brands right that's a micro business right mm-hmm. and the average micro business is making like what like three to four thousand a year yeah three to four thousand a month excuse me mm-hmm. right it's not enough money to like you're gonna quit your job right. but you got a nice yeah. little side hustle to make something happen right yeah. you know what i mean and and the thing about us what's really happened is that like black people have started the most micro businesses in the last two years yeah mm. right we went from like 15 percent to like 26 percent, and this is from a venture capitalist study yeah right like this is like people are like studying this being like oh yeah. Okay, so there's an increase, right? Like, mm-hmm. sisters, re- they really open up these shea butter. <laughs> you know what I mean? They really opening up here these hat businesses. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, when, when I realized there's a space in the market that we're actually increasing, and I think two things are happening. I think that one, um, there's an increase of an influence of us really wanting to buy black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right? Like, there's yeah. like an energy there. Because, I mean, like, when I was a kid, it wasn't there. Let's be honest. But now it's like, I think our generation is like, we're way more conscious of that. Right. Right. So then now we know like, oh, the homie will probably buy my t-shirt. Right. So let me start something. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so now you have a micro business. It's not big enough that you're going to quit your job, but it's enough to make you get your little thing. And so what yeah. I think is shifting the, what I always say is that like, it's not capitalism, it's commerce that's happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause it's a little micro business, the business enough for you to do. And mm-hmm. so for the flourish factory, my goal is to like help these micro businesses yeah. as a whole. Yeah. Right. And if I can help the micro business as a whole, like I may not make you help you make a billion dollars. But imagine if like through our whole network of the Flourish Factory and as, as a whole. Right. We helping you pay your phone bill a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Right? We giving you the extra three or four hundred dollars to add to the rent. Right. You know what I mean? That's really what it's about. Right. right. And sure. like one of the phrases I be saying is that, like from like Haiti to Harlem, from Ghana to Oakland. Right. Like black people as a whole, we've always had commerce. Yeah. Everyone's always had their little slice of the pie. Right. It's never been about like, oh, I need to own the whole block. Right. It's always been like, yo, let me get my little store. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sell what I'm going to sell. And then you got a store. And if we need to trade it off, we'll trade it off. But like, mm-hmm. we're going to continue to function. Yeah. I think that like we're starting to be go back to that. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? And so like that, I think the growth of the micro business is happening. But it's like there also has to be quality control. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But it also has to be someone that's going to hopefully uplift the whole culture. You know what I mean? And right. that's what we would like to do. We want the Flourish Factory to be a space where you can grow, you know, because Flourish, um, the term flourish, that's my, that's my life mantra. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? My, and to, to flourish is growth, mm. but it's not any type of growth. Do you feel me? Yeah. It's to grow in a healthy and vigorous way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we want to help these businesses scale themselves out. We want to help them grow, right? But we want to help set up the, a favorable environment. Right. Yeah. We want to be like, okay, like, what's your issue? What's really happening? Oh, you need to scale. Oh, you need some more product. All right, cool. Let's help do the research. You know yeah. what I mean? And do that. Or like, you need some marketing. You need a shooter. Okay, like, let's put that together to like get those things going, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And I think that's important that. too, like, what you 
you just said about uh, just helping them grow. Because I think, you know, you lose all of those businesses so early. And it's like a lot of our counterparts, like you said, they may not have that problem. You know, when you got that funding, you got different type of people backing you, giving you resources, you know, so to even be able to, like you said, have someone who can provide you with a shooter, you know, have someone who can help you with like your business plan, you know, where you want to see the trajectory of this in a year or two. Because I think a lot of times it's like we don't have any help with that planning stage. When you get that plan down, it gives you something to follow. And if you don't have that, it's just like, like you said, it's, it's, it's doomed to fail. Yeah, you just, mm-hmm. you just not, and you just stuck with something. Right. Right. Or maybe you don't want to do it. You want to sell it. Yeah. You don't come out with a hot shirt concept. Mm-hmm. You done sold 500 shirts and you're done with it. Yeah. What happens now? Right. Yeah. It may still be a, her, um, a hot shirt concept, but you know what's going to happen? She ain't going to get on your website. Mm-hmm. They're going to copy you and mm-hmm. they're just going to print that shirt out. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a fact. Right? So it's like we need to, we need to like balance that out to be like, okay, like let's, let's keep that in the space so you can collect, continue to get your money, right? Because right. what I see, so when we grew up, right, everyone wanted to be a rapper, mm-hmm. right? Like everyone wanted to be a rapper. And so like there were record labels. Yeah. So the way I saw it was like, where is the record label for these new micro businesses? Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, okay, like let's put that together because like, like everyone now wants to be a creative. Like, that's the thing. Like, you want to be a creative. You want to create products. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, like, who helps assist and then uplift that whole thing? Right. Mm-hmm. You know? So we're trying to fill that space. It's, it's definitely still new. Mm-hmm. It's definitely something that, like, every day something new's popping up. I mean, like, even, like, Diddy. Diddy's, Diddy just bought um, The Now List, which is another mm-hmm. black marketplace. Okay. Mm-hmm. And him and Salesforce are building a whole black marketplace. Mm-hmm. Right? And they, I think he bought them last June. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like... This thing is a thing. Right. Yeah. This is an energy. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like, okay, like this is this is jinking. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So like how can I get my little slice of the pie right. with, with my little portfolio of people that we helping and we coming to it? You know? Right. It's so. a perfect time to be black. She it's always a perfect <laughs> it's, time. It's been always, always. Been, always it's always been a perfect time. It's a perfect always. time. Yeah. You know what's wrong with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But how now, big of a like role does social media play in what you do and like how would businesses go about finding you is it a lot heavily social media based so so that's a two-part question i'm answering the first part is that social media is very important Mm -hmm. to like obviously get in contact you know i mean follow us at the flourish factory Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but i think that it's also created opportunity right because at first you could just have your own page and you could run up your facebook ad dollars Mm -hmm. and like you're gonna build your business right right but most recently about a year ago there was an iOS update. You know, I don't know if you guys realize with Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. So Facebook was like, was, was collecting all our data and so they could retarget the ads. But what happened with the iOS update, um, Apple was like, yo, Facebook, you can't do that no more. Mm. You know what I mean? So now if you're a small business running up, your ad dollars are always going to be going up moving forward mm. because Facebook can't retarget this faster. Mm. So now you got to jump on different platforms. Now you got to be on TikTok. Now you got to be on Twitter. Now you got to be on everywhere else because you have to have a multi-channel brand. Right. Right. But like I always tell people, like, if you're selling socks, do you got time to make all that content? Mm. Right. Do you got time to be on every to to post on every single platform? Right. To do all those things. So the whole goal is that, like, if we can if we can come as a group. Right. And we can be like, you know, if I could package it like, okay, you got socks, he's selling sneakers and she's selling laces. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take all three. I'm going to make some content around it. And we're going to make sure that, like, we can sell it as a package. Mm -hmm. You know, so now everybody wins a little bit because yeah. you're not going to buy them separately. Right. True. You know, but the creatives are creating separately. Yeah. 
You know, so it's about like hopefully we can, and, and that's the whole purpose. So social media, huge impact, but social the landscape of social media has changed. Mm-hmm. You know, because even um, when I first started with, with for the culture, like I saw social media go from like people just having pages, right? When we all saw this, to like then it was like then it was like the influencer, like the beginning of the influencer. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like like our favorites, like Cardi. Right. Like, y'all, don't, y'all, don't, y'all remember Cardi when she first started? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Like, that was that's the one who got me on Cardi. That's like, what I'm oh, saying. Shit. That's my girl right that's there. You're know saying too. like like before the music, she was just Cardi, just right. like silly. She used to come to Boston all the time, and like like and so those party prom- they used to go and like used to be famous on Instagram. What you did, you came to the club, right? And you had and that's how you really made your bread, right? Right? There was no like marketing or nothing, right? Mm-hmm. And then what happened? You saw it was like them, Shiggy, Haha Davis. Mm-hmm. They had this big following, but they wasn't making no money. Mm-hmm. And then, so they had to go, next place, they had to go to, like, actually selling a product. Right. Right? So then that's when, that's when Flat Tummy Tea. Right. You know what I mean? Black China and everybody was, like, doing that. Mm -hmm. It was like, you you want Instagram, but you got to sell something. You know what I mean? To actually make some money. Because you can have 100,000 followers and who cares? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then, so then now we're at a place where businesses need to be content creators. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So now it's like the whole game is flipped. Like you're not coming to be a content creator to sell anything. It's like, no, like because you're selling something, you have to become a content creator. Right. So it's like the game is kind of like so now you see Instagram just being like, okay, like everyone's starting businesses, selling courses. Right. Because it's like that's the place where you got to sell things at. Yeah. You know, so it's like this weird, interesting space. Like, okay, now we now we now we ain't just on here having fun and cracking jokes. I mean, we are. Mm -hmm. But like. They gonna try to sell you something right, on the back right, end, or like right. that True. joke got a little link for you to hit, so right. can, you know. So right, right, right. And That's I think, man, I, I don't know if you touched on this too, or you can, but I think the other thing is too, like, not even just selling a product, but selling the right product. Because I like working in entertainment too myself. Like I've met like plenty of people with like a million followers, two million, four million, but they don't have like you said something to sell. Like it might be someone else coming to them with a product. But something that's just them, like it's hard for them to sometimes come up with something. So mm. that's a space. Oh, absolutely. Because I think I think there's a level of like maybe you're just the entertainer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like, true. Like like I think um a couple of the people like Ha Ha Davis like he do comedy shows now. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you got to find your lane, right? right. Like, like the social media is supposed to be your outreach to the people. Mm-hmm. You know. But I think um a lot of people just want to monetize. Yeah. Real quick. You get know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, bet. If you want to monetize, let's ride. But, like, like, how are you coming to it? If you just aren't here for jokes, then just do the jokes. And, like, the money will come because, like, you actually funny. So, if you're funny, right. you to be in a comedian. <laughs> mm-hmm. You right. know what I mean? Like, if, sure. you are, if you're an artist, right? If you're an artist, if you're an artist, like, social media, you're creating that content. But, like, the way you're getting paid is so people can believe in your brand enough to eventually listen to your music. Right, 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 right. You know, so it's like, what's the end result? Right. You know, and so as I was learning, I was actually at an accelerator at Impact Hub in Oakland. And that's what I was like really trying to figure out how to monetize. And I realized that like, if you don't got no back end, you could be on there and have like a million followers, but like you really ain't made a dollar. Mm-hmm. Right. But you, you in your house, like doing things. And at the same time, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this real. Now we got, now people, some people kind of stuck. Mm, they, have, yeah. they got a million followers. They, they they stuck to the engagement and now they on TikTok. Right. 
having the, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, is that really what you want to do? Right. Trying to call with the next <laughs> challenge. really what you want to do? Trying to make the next challenge. You know what I mean? But you stuck now because, like, this yeah. is not your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you know? that's real. That's real. That's real. How do you, how, how important do you feel it is, not how important, but talk about the importance of brands telling a story. Like, I know that was one thing I had, uh, I had went to, I think it was Complex Con right before. Take this jacket off. Yeah, yeah no, it's fitting there. <laughs> I had went to ComplexCon right before the uh, pandemic, and Steve Stout was talking about that, like how important it is for brands to be able to tell a story. So do you guys kind of do that as well when the uh, companies or the brands come to you? Or like, how do you like the content, I guess, is what I'm kind of trying to get at. I think it's all, it has to be all about a story. Yeah. Right? Because it's like everyone wants to know why. Mm-hmm. So I think we're in a space of, and I think it's us, like millennials, Gen Z, whatever. Like, we want to know what's behind it. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you got to think, like, anyone could print the shirt out. Mm-hmm. Like, we got to get back. We got to go back. Anyone could print out a hat. Mm-hmm. Right? But, like, the reason why you'll, you'll, you'll actually want to, like, wear my hat, the reason why you'll mess with the brand is because you know the story behind it. Yeah. You know, the reason why you see a bunch of people with shirts, True. like, like sayings on, the, on, their, on their chest is because it's, like, there's a meaning behind they it. They believe in it. They believe in it, right? So it's just, like, no one's being innovative. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's like if you have the story, that's the innovation. Mm. You know what I mean? And being able to tell your story in a way is like it's super important, you know, and I think that there's different levels of it. Mm. You know, I think um a brand like Kids of Immigrants, that's a really cool story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just heard about them not too long ago, yeah, matter of yeah, fact. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's a really cool story to be like, okay, like that's the story you're talking about. Right. You know, and I think that's so when you look at these different brands and these are brands that I admire, I'm like, Oh, okay, I get it. You're, you're holding this narrative and you're explaining it in a lot of different ways, and I think that's important. Yeah. I think that, like, we all got something to say. Mm-hmm. We all got something that we're trying to figure out, so it's like, why not, like, try to make it happen, you know? Why not tell these stories in a way that, for us, to answer your question, to make it, the story has to be part of the brand because that's really what people are buying, mm-hmm. right? You know, so. Yeah. That's true. You feel like that's something that you go into it with, or do you feel like it's something you should develop over time, like, while you're doing it? Or that the story should be laid out ahead, like, so we know exactly how we're hitting it. Nah. I think that, like, um, honestly, I think it's a, it's a baker's dozen. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, some people got a story, and they're like, I'm building this. Like, it's like, yo, my little bro, something happened to my little bro. He got leukemia. Mm-hmm. I got these shirts. Yeah. That just kind of happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. some people just, and then you, like, some, someone could resonate with that, and that happens. And some people, you have to develop through it. Yeah. You know, so I don't think there's a perfect answer to that. But I yeah. think that, like, understanding that, like, your marketing and your branding and what people are actually buying is a story because, like, we all going down to the alley to get T-shirts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? We all we all go into the same thing. So, like, what's making what dif- what's your differentiator? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's your story because I think we all unique. Yeah. So, like, that is actually where you win. You know, and it took a long time for me to understand that because I fought that a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? With my first company, I was like, nah, we don't want to be no T-shirt company. I used right. to argue with my sister, <laughs> you know, T-shirt company, we're going to have, I told you we're going to be a tech company and right. we're going to do all this. Wow. But what I realized was that a lot of people were just very happy that I was out here telling my story and I was holding the flag for us, yeah. right? It was called For the Culture because it was just at that time, right? And there was a bunch of For the Cultures that popped out. Shout yeah. out. The Migos came out and dropped the album. Yeah, the and, I, and that hurt. That hurt. I was like, I should have I should have copyrighted that. Mm. You know, but it was just like, it was the first, I was just like, I named it For the Culture because right. you got to think it was a stance because Trump was talking crazy about the culture. All right. 
So when you saw me, I was like, nah, I'm for the culture. Right. So I'd be at the grocery store, you know what I mean? You got your red hat, I got my, my stuff. Right. What's, what's popping? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was, it was, a, it was a direct correlation to right. the red hat. Right, right, You know right. what I mean? And that was my story. I wanted to have a story for like, yo, I'm, this is where I stand on it. Yeah. You know? so. That's so crazy because mm. like we had originally, like the podcast came from an online magazine we had. Ooh. Get Far magazine. And like our whole tagline was, we do this for the culture. Love it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, we got a lot of similarities, but, like, even defining that, though, like, and and it was, like, that's part of the reason why I said, like, I hope you start a podcast and we get other people to do it because we have to define the culture. You know what I'm saying? There's so many people here that do it for us. Like, we were just talking about the, uh, I don't know if you've seen it too, Money, the, uh, that podcast where the dude spit on the other dude. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we, we get all of these images, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. um, of, like, what our culture is, you know, what our women represent, what black men represent, et cetera, et cetera, the family. We got so many other people speaking for us. So to be able to have brands, like you said, that can push it. We talk about, like you said, the children's of immigrants are, you know, uh, black people in tech, you know, whatever it is. Being able to tell all those type of stories is important. For sure. Because we got a voice now. And also the same thing with micro businesses, with our own stories. Never in history have we been able to just have access like this with the internet, with Instagram. You pop over your phone, you can start a business, and you have access to a minimum of 1,000 people, right? You can just talk to the homies. Never before. Mm -hmm. Never. So, like, now we can actually keep our narratives, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so our people, like I would say, our, our, our mavericks, right? Like like Issa Rae, mm-hmm. like she's taken it to such a level of like, that's storytelling what she did with Insecure. Mm-hmm. Right? She told our stories in a way that we were never able to see it. Right. Right? And you guys are doing that in a way that has never been done also. It's like right. you're, tell, you're allowing people to tell their stories. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that like that is, we have the access now. Yeah. yeah. You know, so like, for, it's not that you could be silent. That's yeah. fine. You don't have to tell everybody, but like, if you if you want to step up to that plate, you can actually do it now. Mm. Yeah. Like the barrier to entry is like nothing. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. So even speaking to that point or that portion, what type of businesses do you look for? Because you know, it's a lot of businesses out oh, yeah, there, obviously. For sure, for sure. But which ones like that? you kind of pinpoint and look at like, what are you looking for in the businesses? Yeah. So we looking. So right now we're looking for physical products. Okay. You know, there's a lot of, um, like, people selling courses. Um, there's a lot of people doing a lot of different things. We don't do services because it's a little harder to figure out if the service is good. So it's, mm. like, all, nothing but physical products. And okay. then specifically in the next year, we're focused in L.A. All right. You know what I mean? Because we want to make sure we give the time and the space to, to an actual location and area. Mm. Right? Because, like, a L.A. brand and an L.A., like, ecosystem is going to be different than a Houston, than a New York, than a Miami. You know, so like we're just looking for like physical products. If you're selling apparel, Mm -hmm. if you're selling health and beauty is big on us. You know what I mean? So it's like those types of products we're going to focus on. And then hopefully we can expand, Mm -hmm. you know. But like I said, what I've learned in tech is like you can't serve everybody all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. You got to start like location based is best, but also like having the niche that you can first learn and understand the products. Because the problems from a service oriented business 
versus a product from like an actual over just having like you just selling shea butter. And I always say shea butter because there's a lot of people selling shea butter. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> I got a couple partners that sell shea butter. But it's good <laughs> though. But that's what I'm trying to say. I love shea yeah. butter. But like, so my, my, I'd be like, yo, so who's the best shea butter? All right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, the, I'm gonna have the shea butter off. Right. Like you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to say. I want to elevate it. Yeah, I'm trying to have. I'm trying to elevate it to like we have the shea butter off. Right. And yeah. it's like the top ten shea butters in LA. Yeah. You know, and then like it's passionate, right? Yeah. Um, so it's like those types of products that we want to elevate, right? Yeah. Because like that's what we're doing. You know, yeah. we're creating. We getting back to like making things with our hands. Yeah. So let's celebrate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. so. And it's like you said, there's so much curation going even within that. Like this one always get me on the uh, the skincare tip. It's See? like it's like the shea butter. It's like okay, but who's better for like dry skin? Who's better for oily skin? Mm-hmm. Who's better for <laughs> the yeah, dark spots? Yeah, like, yeah, you know your night like, routine. You, you know, know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's two separate so, things. Night there's and so day. much stuff to go into. So and then. How do people, like, do you go and search these businesses out or do you look for more so people to come to you? Or not? Nah. So, um, this, th- I guess this goes back from, like, my, my technical recruiting base. We, we just source. Okay. Like, I'm on, like, you know, I spend time on Instagram and I just look through things. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, like, who's doing well? Like, like, because a part of it is that, like, do you got the drive? Mm. Right? Because, like, you could come to me, but, like, do you, are you actually out here, like, making the content for your brand? Are you actually selling? Are you at these markets? Right. You know, so I've been going to markets in L.A. for, like, the last year and a half. Shout out to my girl because I just be like, come on, babe. You know, <laughs> we, going, we, going to this, we going to this market. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just walk around and I yeah. talk to the brands and I figure out what people are doing. So right. it's, it's a little bit of both. Of course, we have, you could come up, you could go onto the website and right. like, you could access us. But a lot of it is just, like, making sure that, like, because we have a qualification process. Okay, you know? there you go. Um, so we just try to, but we, but we source and also we have an inbound. But a lot of mm-hmm. it is just, like, okay, learning through and seeing who's actually out here hustling and making yeah. it happen, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What advice do you have for creators who want to start businesses but they feel like the market is oversaturated like they want to do skincare but there's so many people coming out with skincare they want to do a clothing line like what advice do you have for them um i got two things and this is like what was told to me Mm -hmm. so i'll be honest about it the first thing is that you ever been down the bread aisle yeah It's a million different I'm like, types wait, of where bread. Is the, baby. Where's the bread aisle? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yes, you know, I you have. You on the bread aisle yes. at the grocery store. There's a million types of bread. Mm-hmm. Like, how many times can you do white and wheat? Right. That's but a fact. everybody, everybody That's got true. everybody, everybody got their little spin. That's a fact. I love that. That's so simple, but like that's such a good like you know, that was great. Yeah. And then and then one thing happened to me. So I was at a sauna, right? And um. And I remember that was real player too. He slid that in. He's yeah. like, yo, yeah, I was at a sauna. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so I don't care. <laughs> so no, so uh, I'm talking about the company. Though. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, sauna. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's what I thought you said I was at yeah, the sauna. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so like, so I was, when I was at a sauna, like there was, we were talking about like how we were having these other competitors come on. Mm-hmm. And I never forget we were in a meeting, and um, I remember like someone got up and they were having a conversation and people were like, well, like, we're having all these competitors and whoop de whoop. And everyone was all like kind of nervous. And um, one of the, one of the leaders, he got up and he said, listen, it's all about market share. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you're not going to get all hundred percent of the pie, but like, like shea butter, hair solutions, that's like a billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm. That's like, a, it's like the market cap on that is a couple billion. So, like, mm-hmm. yellow slice of the pie could really be a million. Right. So you don't have to own everything. Right. You just got to get your slice. Right. You know, just like I said, for me, it's like, you got to think, I'm working on something that Diddy and Salesforce are actively working on. Right. 
that's fine with me. Let me get my slice of the pie. Right. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I think that like that is that. And, and the last piece will be like, man, your local rapper, no violation to anybody. Like right. he's still banging on mixtapes, right? Little right. baby come out, he don't not drop his own stuff. Right. Right? Like just because someone else makes another rap album doesn't mean you stop. Right. Right? Like right. so it's just like I think it's it's that encouragement of like you have something to offer too. Right. You have something of value to give too, you know, but it's it's easier said than done. And mm. I understand people's hesitation, you know. Yeah, mm. yeah. And it's like I, I always say, like, you gotta have that confidence in yourself because there's only one you. Like and you could be the best version of yourself, like, and people will love you for that. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you said, you find out how you get in there in your lane and you can make a living. You can make a living off that. Like real quick, you know. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's like it's like I always tell people that it's like you could be, you know, most deaf. You could be Nas. You could be Jay-Z. All of these dudes is traveling the world. You might not listen to them like that, but they all making money and they all making a living. Yeah. But it's, I think when we look at like just the top echelon. Yeah. When we just look at like, because that's what like those people are looking at. They're like, well, mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to be um, Shea Moisture. So why do I, why would I do it? Right. And I think that's the fallacy of capitalism, mm -hmm. right? You got to think about commerce. You got to think about it to a level of like, can I, can I create enough that I could pay my phone bill? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Can I create enough that, you know what, I could, I could, I could make a little extra for my vacation. Can I get that to loan money? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so mm -hmm. I think like that is what you got to do. It is like create it for a purpose or right. for something. You know what I'm saying? Right. I love that. I love yeah. that. You have some money? Mm -mm. I was going to get into this. I wanted to see your perspective on this because I had a little bit of a, uh, we're just going to switch gears a little Let's bit. Because I have a, uh, like an education background too. And I know you had did a reading program. I was yep. reading that part. So I have found this article in Forbes. I wanted to get your take on this because I talk to people about this all the time. It says on national tests last year, only 18% of black fourth graders score proficient mm. or above in reading. The figure for white fourth graders was 45%. For eighth graders, the percentages were 15 and 42%. Uh, it's sobering that more than half of the white students failed to meet the proficiency bar, but the figures for black students should outrage anyone who cares about social justice. Now, so it, that gives me goosebumps. That really, that really like, it puts me in a place because it brings me back because mm -hmm. When I started the after school program and I was doing it, right, I didn't know what I could get these kids. Mm -hmm. So I went to the schools and I was like, yo, how, what's the best thing you could give a child? Like, what's mm -hmm. the best information? I got these kids, these these kids, their parents dropped them off and we playing dodgeball all day and I know this is not it. Not what we supposed to be doing. <laughs> you know what I right. mean? Like, you know what I mean? Kids are athletic as hell, but like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what else can we do? Mm -hmm. You know? Right. And then this teacher hit me something. She, like, yo, this, this will always hit with me. It said, you, um... You learn to read, then you read to learn. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? So that fourth grade test is where you kind of, that's when it flips over. You spend mm. from kindergarten to fourth grade learning to read, and then you read to learn. Mm. You know, and so it's a sobering fact because it's like those kids, they're never going to really learn. Mm. Yep. Because they haven't learned to read. You feel me? And I think that like that goes to a system of like, and that's a failure on, on, I think on society because you can only blame the school so much that the parents also have to take. Yeah. You know what I mean? The biggest thing you could do to a kid is read to him at night. Right. Mm. That's crazy. Right. Statistically. Mm. 
You know what I mean? So like, so that's why I was just like, we ain't doing nothing. Don't bring no math blocks in here. We doing reading. Right. You know what I mean? Because I realized like that, and then you got to think because reading at the highest level of reading is comprehension. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I think that like to hear that fact is is sad because like that is where we are lacking, right? Because like you got to think about for so many years, that's why they didn't want us reading. That's why they didn't want us like to do that because it, it's the reading that'll really start like getting the motors going, start like you know what I mean, start things happening. So, I think it, it's a failure on multiple parts, right? And we know that how our schools are built, right? Yep. Like the funding and then like, but it's also, and I don't, I can't blame us. I can't. I don't think it's like a us problem. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm not. That's not going to be my pulpit to sit on today. You know right. what I mean? But like, my opinion on it is that like I think that there has to be a lot of initiatives and a focus. Yeah. On like. We don't got to do a lot of things, but, like, if you got a child out there, like, getting them to read, yeah. like, getting them to just, like, uniquely enjoy that yeah. will change everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I remember um, I was working back when I was back in Lynn. I had a kid, right? And this kid's in, like, the 10th grade right now. But I remember when he was, when he was five, and his mom, he had come from Dominican Republic, and his mom was like, he's about to fail. Mm-hmm. Like, they're about to keep him back in kindergarten. He cannot, he doesn't know his ABCs. Mm-hmm. So, we, so we just... Every day we had him doing ABCs. Right. And then eventually, like, you know what I mean? He came back the next year and we started doing, she was like, well, he don't know all his sounds. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And we kept doing sounds. And then, like, by the time I kind of left the program, he was in the sixth grade and he could fully read. But it was like he was sitting there reading a the book, mm. but he had the passion for it. Mm. You know what I mean? But, you, but I realized that you got to build that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to really build that into our kids. And I think that, like, it sounds so simple, but, like, realistically, like, when do we sit down and read books? Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like you have your kid, you know what I mean? Like I feel like I feel like a lot of parents they're gonna teach our kids to dance. So when the, when the uncle come around, they be like, "Go ahead, do your dance, right, do your right. dance." You know what I mean? They, <laughs> do, like, do your dance, do your dance. Right. You know what I mean? They don't be like, "Read that book, sir." Right, Tell right, them right. that big word, you know. And right. I think that like that has to be a little happenstance there because that right there, I think, goes correlates to our ability to um, now be innovative. Yeah, that correlates to our ability and our confidence to go into some of these rooms. Mm-hmm. And like fight for what we want, mm-hmm. you know. So how y'all feel about it? I feel like I've been talking too much, but oh, no. that's why we're here. We're here to get it from you. <laughs> yeah, man. that's I amazing. Think, yeah, I think it's like you you said, bro. I think it's a it's a layered thing because uh, I talk to some of my friends about this all the time, especially being in the schools. Like I was doing counseling for a long time, and um, that's a could, rough one. Yeah, it's rough because you could also see it's like you said. If they're not getting it from the parents, bro, that's, those are your first teachers. Then it's going to be hard for you to go in. Like, you already behind the eight ball. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I had high school kids, like, I'm talking about senior year, like, asking me to read stuff to them. Like, legit. Like, trying to get to college. You know what I'm saying? Star football players, like, they could do that. But when it came to just reading their homework, you know, and that's the part that, that hurt. You know what I mean? So I think it, it has to be a... a a real emphasis, you know, on the uh, the household, who you laying with, you know what I'm saying? Just got to be real about it, you know, coming up with a plan, even if you're not together, you know, and, uh, you know, really putting that child uh, first, you know, in conjunction with having those programs, because I know how much those after-school programs did for me, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And we had parents that, like, read to us, you know what I'm saying? But still being able to have, I could go into my after-school program and I had, like, a black accountant major who was teaching me math. Right. You know what I'm saying? I had someone who was in uh, uh, an English teacher, a black English teacher. You know what I'm saying? So they was feeding you books to read, too. 
You know, so I think you got to get it from multiple angles, man. It's like they always say it takes a village. You know, that's a real thing. It takes a village, but, you know, it definitely does start with your one at home. Yeah, it does. And the village part is interesting because I remember in college I took a course and it was talking about what we lack a lot is Mm -hmm. like it, it are those secondary connections. Yeah. You know, because it's not like your parents could do an example, but it's validated externally. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 mm-hmm. yep. You know yep, what I mean? Yep, yep. Like, I ain't listened to my pops till like, an OG in the street kind of said the same thing, and I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, bet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He was right. right. Yeah. 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 He was kind of right. You know what I mean? Like, he was like, all right, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know yeah. what I'm talking about. You yeah. see, like, your homegirl, your mom yeah. say something, but, like, when your homegirl say something, you're like, you know, like, come on. Yeah. I wouldn't try to hear that. You know what I mean? Oh, and so it's, it's that level of, like like you said, but we don't have, because our communities are kind of disjointed a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's just be honest, right? There's not so, and, and that was that was architect. I'm not going to get deep on y'all. Right. You know what I mean? You saved the Dr. Umar podcast. Hey, look, but you know good. what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to get to you. You know, what I mean? you know what I mean? But it's, um, it's the level of like the fact of like we don't have those secondaries. We don't have enough of those accountants living in the same spaces with the, with our kids and our children, and so mm-hmm. we're, they're not seeing that that level of um, uh, of investment in yeah. them. Yeah. Right. So then, like their parents could be on it, but like you in a community that's not validating that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's tough. You know, because I was one of those kids. You know, and I got lucky because, and the reason why I was so like big on like going back and doing that school program because that's what I had. I had yeah. that little program that same when I was working at. That's where I was learning to read. That's where mm-hmm. like you know, like you said, the college kids was coming in, and yep. I was like, oh shoot, I want to go to college just like you. Yeah. You know, that's and important. so it's yeah, it's crazy to see how much like all of the ones I had basically growing up. And don't exist no more. I'm wow. like, yo. Yeah. Where, 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 where are y'all from? San Francisco. So, San Francisco. Mom oh. was in San Francisco. Dad was in Oakland. So okay. it was, uh, yeah, it's crazy going back, man. And you see, and it's really crazy. You know, you was in the Bay Area. It's so much money up there. It's like how we don't have the funding Listen. to be able to keep this kind of stuff open. Listen, it's wild. So I, um, so my boy was working at, um, at a school in East Oakland called Roots Academy. Oh, okay. I heard of that one. I feel like Roots, I've heard of that. Yeah, I heard Roots of that Roots Academy. Mm-hmm. And uh, we worked and they shut it down. Mm-hmm. And it was like the most like weird thing. Cause I would leave, I'd be in financial district. Yeah. With a bunch of people getting free lunch, mm-hmm. get on the BART, go all the way down. Right, go all the way down to like over there by like the Coliseum. We get off the Coliseum yeah, and have yeah. to walk all the way up. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like it was just like, what? What's this lunch looking like? Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's like such a disparity, especially in the Bay Area, because it's just like it's it's like night and day. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like you said, so it's crazy the fact that like your programs aren't there because you would think that people would have came in and reinvested. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. You know, because it's just that. So it's, it's just crazy. Yeah. yeah, man, it's so crazy. because I mean, I literally go back to some of these schools, and it's wild too, bro, because some of these schools, and you can't put it all on them, but I, it's like schools I know for sure that it's like, <laughs> it's super million-dollar athletes that went to these, like, schools and the projects. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, we can't get them, like, donate some computers or something. Like, it, it, it just... It hurts when you go back and see that kind of stuff, man. So I really don't know what the, uh, you know, solution is all the way. But I know it needs to be addressed. I mean, we got to talk about it. So hopefully hopefully that sparks some ideas. Each one, teach one. That's what they say. You know what I mean? I think if if I could give any advice, it's like, yo, if you got little cousins, if you got a couple kids in your neighborhood, like, yo, just look out for them. Mm -hmm. Because I think that, like, on a bigger scale, it's hard. Yeah. We can't save them. I think at that time when I started that school program, I said, I'm going to save the world. 
Right, you know what I'm talking about. You became, you went into education. You was a counselor. Hey, you was like, like, bro, I can't get all like, of them. You know what it was, yo, peep this. You, this, this was really, this is the mindset you had. You had lean on me in your head. Yeah. He was like, Miss Levi. So he was like, yeah. he was all over that joint, walking around like, you know what I mean? Bro, head, yeah. head in the clouds, mm-hmm. like, bro. Mm-hmm. You yeah. thought you was Joe Clark, yeah, you bro. know? <laughs> and it was just like, and then, and then what happens is enough of us. It's like a ringer, yeah. right? I call it the, the nonprofit burnout. Yeah, right. Like we we go into the we go back into our neighborhoods, we go into our spaces, and it's like we we, we serve and like we, we keep serving and we keep pounding the pavement, and then we get tired. Yep. Yep. And then the bills come. Yep. And then you just like, oh, crap! Like you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you know what? And then the, thing, the other thing is that like. Them kids is violating you too. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> them kids is violating you too. So you like, this kid calling me a loser. Like, I mean, like you know what I mean? Like, I had a kid like talk to me. He's like, you broke. I said, I kind of am broke, but I'm, I'm, I'm working for you. I'm working I'm for you. I'm trying to help you, bro. Like, That's you, hilarious. You know what I mean? Hey, yo. I'm going to go get this money then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, no more field trips for yeah, you, exactly, man. Exactly, man. You know what I mean? Give me this cookie. You know what I'm saying? Give me this cookie. <laughs> So you're like, you're stuck in a space, you know? Real talk, bro. <laughs> no, for real. Where do you see, uh, so I think the reading is one part of it. How do, we got a, uh, we got a friend of ours too. Um, I feel like he's like one of the only ones though. Uh, like Idris Sandu, he's been doing like work with Diddy and like Jay Crazy. and all of them. Like just yeah. helping build apps and things like that. But I feel like the black tech people need to be the new superheroes bro those need to be our new celebrities because i feel like that's the way everything is going and like on one hand you said like the reading comprehension that's one thing yeah and i think the next thing is how we coding how we getting our kids into cyber security you know because you gotta have people who can influence the young ones to get there like you gotta of course provide the services but it's like how do we make that cool for everybody and i feel like part of it is like getting folks like you on of course Mm -hmm. so you guys can really talk about it but how do you think we should kind of start breaking them into that? So, it, um, I think, fact check me here, but I think from our experience, we're still very early in the game. Yeah, for sure. Like, black tech, Afro tech and all that is only like, what, like five or six years old? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember, yeah, like probably 2017, <laughs> yeah, 2018 when I heard right? about it, yeah. So, it's like when you think about, and then when you think about the average tech company, the population of, of black and you could add Latinx is only probably like 10%, mm-hmm. if that, right? So there's a few of us. So, so there's a, it becomes a conundrum. There's a few of us in the building that right. could do the work, mm-hmm. right? But going into the work, it's taxing being in there, right? Right. And then you got to think about if you're in that building, right? Low key, statistically, you probably made it for your people. Right. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you know what I'm That's saying? The end of the line. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's you. <laughs> Right. It's you. You know what I mean? Grandma gets sick. All right. It's you. Right. Like, you know what I mean? You got to send that money back. All so right. it's like, it's, like I said, it's an opportunity cost, right? Mm-hmm. Like I said, like, we don't have the, the, the capital to take that risk. Right. You get in that first Google check, you need to ride that out for a couple years. Yeah. You need to get that money because, like, no one's going to just want, okay, you did a year somewhere. Okay, now you want to be like this tech guru? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to put in your time. You got to do the work. And it's so early in yeah. the game. So it's like a lot of our superheroes, you know what I mean? They still in the cryo chamber. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Real they still tough. in the chamber yeah. leveling up. Right. You know what I mean? So I think that's going to happen. But I think that, like, in the same time we're working on it, I know that there's a lot of, like, coding um, boot camps and stuff that are yeah. happening yeah. that are yeah. hitting, this, that are hitting like, um, um, all these, like, 
um, boys and girls clubs and spaces mm -hmm. like that. Yep. I think that's important because those kids are actually going to be the ones. Mm -hmm. They're going to be doing it from like when they were little. They right. like all the way up, right? That's all, all the way is. up, right? So I, I always tell like people about yo, my kids. They're always going to go to basketball camp and they definitely going to go to coding boot camp. Right, right there. Yeah. Those, those are two joints. Things, those are two joints. My son's gonna, my son and daughter are gonna have to hit. Right. Like, mm. You're gonna, gonna pick some. You know what I'm saying? You pick some. <laughs> I love and that. look, and though, I even if that. you pick basketball, you gotta have a career oh, afterwards. For sure, for sure. You need no, a career no, afterwards, no, no, bro. No, no. You better, you're still gonna have your eyes. Yeah. Code a, a basketball game. Right. That's <laughs> it. You know what I mean? Sounds Make sure it happens. So so to answer your question, I think that one, we're early in the stage, and two, I think that like um the next generation is gonna come at it a lot faster than mm -hmm. we did, right? Because we kind of lost that. Like we a lot of us are like coming into it, and the people that are the engineers that are going into it. They gotta, they gotta like, they're in the cryo chamber. They gotta yeah. build out the apps. They gotta figure yeah. it out, you know, get the experience. Cause um, if you do that 10%, right? That's like, oh, let's say like realistically, it's like 5% at yeah. a company of like black, mm -hmm. right? Out of that, most of those people aren't managers. Mm -hmm. They're individual contributors. Mm -hmm. right? Two, three years of experience, mm -hmm. right? And because of microaggressions or whatever, whatever, they don't even stay. Right. You know, so we, so the people that like stay, and become managers and have the influence, you gotta be, it takes them 10 years. Right. It's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I feel like we at the beginning of the renaissance. Yeah. You know, and so I think that like, because we're at the beginning of the renaissance, we gotta be patient, but like, you know, the, the money's flowing for them. You right. You know what I mean? So. Plan for it, the technical renaissance. Yeah. For sure, for sure. What is in the, uh, I guess let's say the immediate future for you and the company? Oh, man. Yo, I'm going to tell y'all something that's, like, very interesting. I haven't said that today. I literally um, resigned from my job today. What? You're kidding. Dead serious. My last days. Um, my last day, this is another funny thing. I was trying to drop a clue bomb yeah, to that, but I didn't have it on the job. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, boom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know what I mean? So my Congratulations, last, Appreciate bro. that. Appreciate Congrats. that. So, my last day is July 1st, which is my birthday. So, I'm nice. like, yo, I'm going back up to the Bay to, to kind of, like, say the goodbyes and everything. So, yeah. I'm going to take some quick little R&R. &R, and I think the next time I, I've, um, I've been blessed that I bought myself the time to, like, really do the deep research right mm -hmm. here, right? So, yeah. now it's like, now that I've been to enough booths, I made enough loose connections. Yeah. Now it's like, okay, let's Four get on five. the phone. Let's talk about it. Let's see what the problem is. Like, I could, I could meet someone at 3 in the afternoon and really give them the time and the energy, mm -hmm. you know? So that, that's really what next is like. Now it's building the portfolios and really understanding what are the issues mm -hmm. with our businesses mm -hmm. and then building around that, yeah. you know, because that's what I realized what these other founders are able to do, right? Because when you listen, I listened to a podcast on the, on the founders of Airbnb mm. and they were like, oh, um, they had all like the first people that were doing Airbnbs were in New York and they were at a, like an accelerator in San Francisco and they told them, go to New York and like, just talk to your users, and so you got to think, well, these guys are flying from SF to New York on the regular, yeah. just talking to their users all day. Yeah. First I thought about was like, that's expensive. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, that's, that's a lot of money for you to just be just doing that, just tinkering around. You right. know what I mean? But I think that like I've afforded myself enough in a situation now that I can like, I can, I can really sit here and give the time and the space for it. So that's really what it said. The next three to six months is just locking in, yeah. seeing wow. if something's there. You know what I mean? And hopefully that's at that awesome. point we can build something and we can have an ecosystem them going yeah. you know um so it's definitely it's a, it's an anxious time it's a nauseous time you know, you know i mean my mom's just kind of like hey boy you know i ain't really fully told her i told her like you know it's right. like, I'm like we're going through a little transition at work you know what i'm saying right. <laughs> you know i ain't really 
I'm keep it honest. Yeah, you give it a whole thing. I give it a whole thing. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? But it's like that's that's what's next with me is just like trying to make that transition and yeah. you know what I mean. Hopefully, like God, I mean, I feel like I honestly feel like God has put this in my spirit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and I've been fighting it, so it's like okay, cool. I got to step up. You know what yeah. I mean? He gonna take care of it, yeah. but I gotta but I gotta take care of it too. Yeah. You know, so so the next thing is just like like stepping into it. Yeah. And seeing what's really happening. You know. Um. And oh my God. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah, that. I, I tell folks the same thing, man. It's like yeah, you gonna go for it. Like you go for it, like yeah, yeah, straight up. Like you believe in it, do it. Yeah, but it's, it's harder when rent due. Yeah, it's harder right. when rent due. You know what I mean? You know the business, especially that building. Especially <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everywhere in California, the project's expensive in California. Exactly. So it's like yeah. it's, a, it's, it's an interesting place to chase your dream, you know. But yeah. I, I've realized. Um, what was it? I, I don't even feel like I'm chasing a dream no more. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm trying exactly. to like I'm trying to set up a vision. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, I, and I'm in like situations like this. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. this is this. Thank y'all for having me because this is damn near therapeutic. Yo. You know what I mean? And so it's like being able to tell the story and like I'm not. It's it's more of a vision now. Mm-hmm. You know. So but like. Um, you got to wake up every day and do it. Yeah. You know, so like next three Tuesdays from now, yeah. I got to get up and like make it happen. Yeah. You know, and so that's really what's, what, what the next step is like getting up on like them random days and making it happen. Right. And, and, and trying to go through it in the, in the mundane. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's not going to look real big CEO boss stuff. It's going to mm. be me sitting in my office by myself right. with some coffee trying right. to like... Making trying, it happen. Trying to, on the phone, trying to get WordPress to work. And like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, like yeah, website yeah. went down. So it's just, it's just, but it's leaning into that. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Nah, so. for sure. And I think, hey, man, I, I was think I was just talking to my mom about this, but it's like, I think every entrepreneur, creative, whatever it is, whatever your vision is, you could be a teacher. You know what I'm saying? I think it gets to a point where whatever spiritual connection you got, like, you feel like it's already laid out. Like, you just got to follow the steps. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that comes to people in different ways, but it, like, it's almost a weight lifted. Like, it had to be a certain type of comfort you had. Maybe not comfortable, but it's like you're comfortable with now quitting the job, you know, to move on to do this. You know what I'm saying? It takes something in you. Like, it's something in there that says this is the proper move to make. And I think when you get to that, like, the steps is already lined up. You know, even if they're still being revealed to you, you're taking that step, the proper step, to get where you need to be. For sure. For sure. And I appreciate them words, man, because it is scary. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you said, like, I could believe it in my spirit. Yeah. I could feel it. Yeah. But then, like, other people going to start saying, are you sure? Yeah. So you start doubting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you kind of have to continue to go back in, you know, and I think a quote from, I think MLK said, it, he said, like, it's not really about the whole path. It's just about this flip. You just need to see just right in front of you. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know what I mean? So realistically, when you said that, I got anxious because I'm like, I don't have a five-year plan. Mm-hmm. I got these next six months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like you're going to say, that's it. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, six months from now, it may all change, but, like, that's all I got, you know? Yeah. But it, it does feel like, all right, cool. Like, you know, I'm with it. Like, yeah. you know, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like sitting and staying, I'd have been ignoring something that was, like, kind of, yeah. you know? What's the biggest thing you feel like you need right now to continue Flourishing and to I like that word too. I know flourishing. Flourish. Flourish. Uh, about a million dollars. Hey, <laughs> I mean, about a million dollars. No, you know what I mean? If we not, yeah, capital. I need, and I think. For I'm everyone a, listening. Absolutely, because I think that, like, you know what? I think as people, we get passive about that. Mm-hmm. I've been in Silicon Valley. I've been around the people, man. They trying to get that bread so they can make it happen. Right. Simple. 
you can't play me. Don't go tell me to go do all this. Mm-hmm. Y'all had some money to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Period. You know, so like that's one of the things. But also, I think the support of us, I think that like I'm still looking for people that want to come on and join and like come on to different places from social media to mm-hmm. graphic designers to web engineers, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, to, to, to shooters, you know what I'm saying? To like yeah. people that just want to be come on and take contract work, um, different brands that want to do it. I think that it's I'm trying to I'm trying to help build the ecosystem. So yeah. so to answer the thing, I think it's capital and I think it's also just people, people. Mm-hmm. Right? like people that would just want to join and continue to work through it. And, and also that will, but will come with the patience. Right. Because yeah. it's take time to build and I think that we, we're not so patient with each other mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying what was that what's the brand that they recently just ripped online um forget what it was uh, mm. she, she she had the feminine product um and she and they changed it was um they changed the formula oh I know exactly who you're talking about honeypot 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 Honeypot, right? Mm-hmm. And so, this, what, what funny Honeypot was like? It's a, it's a, it's a feminine hygiene product, right. and so it didn't have a paraffins. It didn't have like any chemicals in it, mm-hmm. and they had to switch up the bottle. Right. And so, someone said, "Hey, they switched up the bottle on us. They done sold the brand, whoop de whoop." And then sis was like, "Hey, I had to scale. I had to make a, you know what I mean? I had to change the product because like." We're a company, and we have to, like, shift things. We couldn't give the same thing. Yeah. And it's crazy because people are like, well, you sold out. You did all these things. You, you let us down. And it was like, you know what? She probably doesn't have a product marketing team. Right. Mm-hmm. She didn't have someone to be like, hey, we're making this switch. How do we tell our customers this? Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? And so I think the other thing is that, like, as a whole, it's just like when you have those pieces, you, you can – you don't have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like, I think that like just patience from us yeah. is yeah. something that like just needs to be built. And I don't know if I'm ever going to get that, but like, you know what I mean? So it's money it's mm-hmm. people and a little patience from my people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah bro. I love that True. though, man. And that's, that's honest. And that's real. So whoever listening, Hey, we're going to have all your contact in there. So we need people yeah. reaching out to you for everything you just said. Sure. Graphic designers, shooters, everybody, whatever. Let's Interns. All for of sure. that. Oh, for sure. And, I, and like my, one of my lines, if you know me, is creatives create. You yeah. know what I'm saying? This is like, y'all, this is lovely. I love this. You know what yeah. I'm saying? This is what it is about. And so I'm, I'm all about creation. That's why when you said, yo, boom, podcast, I said, say less. We out. Let's do it. So I want you to, uh, you know, close the show out, man. Just any words of wisdom or anything you just might want to end the show with that you want people to know. Shoot, you put me on the spot. Absolutely, um, hey, because I know you can handle it. You know he good mean? for I that. Appreciate it. Um, nah, I just want to say, like, hey, like, if you if you are trying to make something happen, like, um, you don't have to go big. Mm-hmm. I think that's a misconception. You know, what I mean, you don't have to be like if you want to make something happen. If you really care about something, it doesn't have to be at a grandiose level. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what I mean, wake up and do a little bit. Yeah. And then the next day, do a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're gonna wake up and after a, after a couple months, after a year, you're gonna do a lot, mm-hmm. but it's gonna be off that little bit. You know what I mean? And you asked a great question before. It's like some people don't want to jump because they see everybody else, but it's like just do your little bit. Yeah. If you do your little bit, you're gonna get there. You know what I mean? I think that like that's how I got here. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It was I had to buy a ticket, I had to think about it, I had to call somebody. I had to get to the bay. Right. I had to understand what the bay was popping. Then I had to understand what role I wanted in tech. Mm-hmm. Then I had to figure it out. Yeah. Then I had to figure out. Then I had to change my resume. Right. Then I had to like apply. You know what I mean? It was it was a bunch of small steps right. that even got me to this room. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's True. just like it's not really about like that big piece. Sometimes it's just about just doing a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Fred from the Flourish Factory. Yeah. We love you, brother. Thank you hey, so appreciate much. Appreciate y'all. Real talk. And we're gonna be bringing you back real soon. Real talk. Real talk. Real talk. Appreciate y'all. That was great.